welcome to Interwoven, our new winter podcast. Uh, my name is Alan. I'm on staff here at SFU and at UPIC. Uh, and I'm excited to be here with my friend, Derek, up in PG. Uh, we're excited for this new podcast where we're going to be weaving together stories of uh, how God is speaking to us about life and faith uh, and culture through scripture. Um, and yeah, it's kind of cool. We're weaving together just different campuses just with us being here together. So that's kind of super cool, super sweet. But yeah, Derek, I'd love to hear how God has been speaking to you uh, in scripture these days. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll start kind of telling you what scripture I'll be kind of sharing from today. And then I'll be sharing today from actually a few different Psalms. And I'll kind of explain how they connect together at the end. But um, this is some excerpts from Psalms 42 and Psalm 115. So as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. While people say to me all day long, where is your God? By day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by my, the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And then the, the verses from Psalm 115. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. Why do the nations say, where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. But their idols are silver and gold made by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear, noses but cannot smell. They have hands but cannot feel, feet but cannot walk, nor can they utter a sound with their throats. Those who make them will be like them, so will all who trust in them. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. These are definitely some songs that I've found myself in these past few months. What have been like some of the things that have been like standing out to you as you've kind of been in like these Psalms recently? Yeah, I mean, I think some of the kind of immediate themes that kind of have stuck out to me. Um, I mean, I, I think I think Psalms are connecting with lots of people in in yeah. these seasons. I, I think it, a, a big part of it is because they are um, just very raw in their expression. Mm -hmm. um, the psalmist cries out to God, asking why uh, situations are happening to him. He, he's mourning the situations he's in, uh, ways he's mistreated by others. And I think he really acknowledges his own feelings and emotions and lays them before God. Um, and he's, he's blunt, but he's also really faithful. Like the, there's this refrain a few times in the first psalm, put your hope in God for I will yet praise him, my savior and my God. And the psalmist seems to realize that despite circumstances, God is worthy of praise and of trust and that he is choosing hope in God despite circumstances. And 
I mean, if, if people aren't connecting with the Psalms in this season, I, I think they should. <laughs> I think it's just a really healthy way for people to be processing those real totally. emotions with God. Totally. Um, super yeah. healthy. And it's kind of cool. I was just thinking about this, even as you're talking, like, we think that, like, it's a new thing to be emotionally intelligent. <laughs> right. <laughs> just kind of had this moment of, like, centuries before our modern world, you had this psalmist being emotionally intelligent and raw and vulnerable in their feelings <laughs> right yeah if anything i feel like our fixation on emotional intelligence is born out of our having lost a lot of that yeah, yeah, capacity totally. and intelligence to, totally. to anyway. know how we're doing <laughs> yeah 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 so in like how is that rawness and that emotion like how has that been something that has been helpful for you um and how how are you like seeing kind of this this psalm like impact your life through that rawness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think the past week has has been a kind of Psalm forty two kind of week for me. Um, you know, I was I was quite low the other day, and I just kind of sat reading this psalm and, and pouring out my heart to God. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my my wife's been sick, and our boys have been pretty whiny and active, and you mm-hmm. know struggling in the midst of lockdown. And, you know, I think just one image I had at the beginning of prayer that I think kind of summed up some of these emotions was just like, I'm, I'm a lamp whose oil is running really, really low. (laughs) And I know for me, like the temptation for me always in low seasons is just to escape. Um, Mm. I just kind of notice a really unhealthy desire to numb out. It's real easy to not seek God and not kind of enter into Psalms with my emotions like this one. Mm. Um, And I just kind of felt that refrain in the Psalm, like, where is your God? Like, Mm. I think both like externally, like, you know, feeling some circumstances, like where is God present? But I mean, probably mostly internally, really like, where is your God? Like I I haven't really been able to to seek him or express myself to him. So Mm. yeah, I think I was just really resonating and feeling that thirst that my soul has for God. Um, Yeah, my, my, my wife and I have been going through a really great book called The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages. And um, it's been really convicting for me. Like yeah. we're, we're four years into marriage now and okay, yeah. it's really highlighting some of the ways that I like really haven't been communicating well. Mm. And one, one of the practices it has you develop is validating people's emotions. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of thought like, oh, I'm a pretty empathetic person. But I think it's like really making me realize like how often I will listen to a problem or someone's sorrows and like so quickly just jump in to try and find the solution without really understanding Mm. or uh, like validating or understanding their feelings. Yeah. And um, yeah, this, this, the book kind of talks a lot about how like there's a problem solving part of your brain, which tends to listen for problems. And then like a relational part of your brain that listens for emotions and if your relational circuits are off, like you'll find it almost impossible to listen for emotions. All you will want to do is listen for problems that you can mm-hmm. fix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I realized that I put this tendency to kind of check out of relationship onto God as well. Like I mm. noticed as I was praying, like, you know, kind of pouring out my problems to God and I immediately expected God to, mm jump into problem solving mode with me to, to right, be like, right. Derek, this is what you need to do. And this is what it looks like to be right with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really felt God say to me in that moment, like, I just want to sit with you. Like, 
Yeah. I see you. I hear you. I understand you're sad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he just listened to my emotions and empathized with me. And mm -hmm. that kind of connect starts connecting with the second bit of the Psalm, like, yeah. Or the Psalm 115. Yeah. Weave it all together for us, Derek. Yeah. So some of these idols that like, you know, they see, or they have eyes, but cannot see, they have ears that cannot hear. Um, and that, I mean, that's so like the idols I so often turn to, you know, to distract or numb or comfort. Mm -hmm. Um, unlike those things that like don't actually see me or recognize me god he actually has eyes that see me and ears that hear me mm. and the things i turn to don't actually see me or know what i need mm. but god does and yeah yeah so, that's actually fascinating i just had like this thought of like netflix does not see you <laughs> yeah or if they see you they see you as a way they can sap your right. time and attention <laughs> right like, right they just see what they can get out of you. <laughs> yeah. The creative part of my brain just anthropomorphized mm. <laughs> social media or different things yeah. that you can turn to. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think the end of my prayer time was just really beautiful. Just sitting with a God who knows me and realizing like mm -hmm. God wants to empathize with me in my, yeah. in my kind of Psalm 42 feelings, just my thirst and my hunger and my where mm -hmm. is your Godness. Um, yeah. He wants to be in relationship with me and, um, yeah, like I think, yeah, validating emotions doesn't like attribute a morality to things. Mm. Um, like I'm sure Jesus would much rather I turn to him when I'm low, but you know, he can acknowledge my feelings and emotions, um, like, and let me know he hears me and sees me, um, which, yeah, it was just so good. I think as I'm learning that in my marriage, like I, I think it's just been really healthy for all my relationships, including yeah. with my God and recognizing mm. how yeah, he, he wants a healthy relationship with me. He's a relational God. We say that all Absolutely. the time. We say that all the time, but do we do the practical work of having healthy relationships? Yeah. 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 And recognizing the ways he has healthy relationship with us. So. Yeah, that's good. If you were to give like, like as you've been in kind of these Psalms, learning about, yeah, how God validates our mm. experience and doesn't just want to advise us through them, um yeah would other like other invitations that you would have like people listening to interwoven but how they can also like experience that and practice that yeah i mean I, I think the invitation i would have is to kind of let god validate your emotions like maybe you feel like you're in a similar season like maybe you are running from god or escaping um and I think I would just kind of encourage you to, you know, whether it's a Psalm or whether you just need to sit down and have like a good prayer session with God, like mm -hmm. just to have a time where you, you know, either out loud or write down your joys and your struggles in the past while mm -hmm. and um, trust that, that he actually wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to see you and hear you that even, you know, before he wants to command you to do something, he wants you to know your, um, seen by him that you're heard by yeah. him so yeah i think i would just encourage you to have a time like that and sit with god and ask him do you see me do you hear me do you understand me god and just have a moment to let god validate you and what you're feeling before diving into um <laughs> how you how your situation or can be fixed <laughs> yeah yeah that's good that's beautiful well friends Listening to Interwoven, we invite you to go build some time into your week. 
um, as Derek has invited us. And maybe we can just close by having that like Psalm 42 read again. I feel like that's a good way to end. Yeah? Sure. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. So this is Psalm 42. Um, I'm just reading parts of it, but this is uh, verses 1 to 3 and 8 to 11. Awesome. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? By day the Lord directs his love, at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. <laughs>